G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There is a saying that when reporting from a war zone, truth is often the first casualty. Well, there's a new documentary that's being released around the world and has some screenings in Australia. I'll give a website in just a short while where you can find out where this documentary is being screened. It delves into media bias and skewed reporting. It's called Eyeless in Gaza. It offers an in-depth investigation into the international media's coverage of the 2014 Gaza war. And in a day when false or fake news is being exposed, there's an appetite for this style of documentary. Well, it's certainly a good thing and a privilege to be talking with the co-writer and producer of this new documentary called Eyeless in Gaza, Robert Majid, is joining us. Hello, Robert. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, on the show. And Robert, I should say uh, for our listeners, you're sitting in a New York taxi cab right now. So if there are a few bumps in the road or a few tooting horns, we'll know what to expect. Uh, Robert, uh, co-writer and producer of this new documentary, Eyeless in Gaza, uh, one of the things that you say uh, in the promotion of this documentary is seeing the world through a distorted lens. What does that mean for uh, people in Australia who will be thinking about this documentary and what happened in the 2014 war? The issue is uh, how do you... Uh, deal with a situation where you're dealing with a brutal dictatorship. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and you have journalists who are reporting from Gaza, which is run by this terrorist organization. They're under threat uh, to present the case from their point of view, from the terrorist point of view. And the journalists put it behind. If they uh, if they don't uh, live by the code that that the terrorist organization provides for them, they're in danger of their own life, and many many have been uh, arrested. Uh, And uh, otherwise, they simply are presenting what the terrorists wanted them to present. So that, that is the dilemma. This is an ongoing challenge, isn't it, for the nation of Israel when it comes to the enemies that surround Israel and in a day when social media is so prevalent uh, and when the 24-hour news cycle is so strong that the propaganda machines on every side are working overtime to present their point of view. So getting a crystal clear understanding of what truly is happening is, is getting harder and harder every day. It is. It is. Israel is a democracy, and you can say whatever you want, however critical uh, you want to be uh, in Israel. You can condemn it. You can say, and and that's what journalists do. They take advantage of the of the fact that they can be free to criticize Israel. Whereas on the other hand, they uh, they uh, tailor their message 
to sue the terrorist organization. So, so you have a contradiction. You should be supporting the democracy and opposing the dictatorship, but the reverse happens. Now, 2014, uh, talking about that Gaza war, uh, there's an old saying that 2020 eyesight is much more accurate. And so when you look to uh, that particular period of time, the time that uh, your new documentary is focused on, what are the things that stand out that prove as evidence uh, this way that propaganda has been used to distort the lens of truth? Uh, a couple of very important factors. One is that the, uh, the Hamas uh, would like everyone to think that the only people who are injured and uh, suffering are civilians and not, uh, and not combatants. But in fact, uh, half of the people who are, uh, who are affected are combatants, and, and yet no, not one of the news channels will, will ever mention that a combatant uh, was involved. They also fire from uh, directly outside residential areas, deliberately to provoke fire from Israel uh, into residential areas when they have open fields where they should be shooting from. And yet, the journalists don't mention the fact that that the firing is coming from civilian areas, in, uh, endangering the Palestinian people. Now, the way I see it, the, w- the way the media shows that it, it's a war between Israel and Hamas, the the governing organization. I see it as as three three parties are involved. There's the Israelis, there's the Palestinian people, and there's Hamas. Now the Palestinian people, the, uh, the, the Israelis would like to have the minimum number of civilian deaths and injuries because the world looks at Israel and, and immediately says, look what you're doing to these people. And so Israel sends brochures and, and tells people uh, in affected areas to leave their homes because, because they are military uh, buildings. Uh, whereas Hamas is telling them to ignore the Israeli warnings and stay in your home because they want to maximize the number of Palestinian deaths to make Israel look bad. So it's a three parties. It's the Palestinians who are caught in the middle. The ordinary people in Palestine are caught in the middle, and other people are suffering. Isn't it the case, Robert, that every conflict has a propaganda war that needs to be fought? Uh, but there is a yeah. sense in which, in the 21st century, the propaganda war is almost more important uh, than a lot of other uh, areas of. Uh, of fighting the battle, because uh, in the case of Israel, m- more specifically, international public opinion is is very important for the future of the nation of Israel as well. That's right. I mean, Israel is under uh, enormous threat from the uh, um, uh, uh, Palestinian, from the Arab majority of the United Nations, and uh, various bodies in Europe, etc., like to condemn Israel. So. So, it's, so the propaganda war is extremely important for uh, for the parties to present their point of view as clearly as possible. Robert Majid is our guest. He's co-writer and producer of a new documentary called Eyeless in Gaza. Uh, we're talking to him from the back seat of a New York taxi cab and you can hear uh, in the background some sirens, as you might expect, you might hear on the streets of New York. We'll continue our conversation with Robert Majid in just a short while.
We're taking some time to talk about the war zone and truth being a casualty when there is conflict because of a propaganda war that is often fought. There's a new documentary that's being released around the world. It has some screenings in Australia and delves into media bias and skewed reporting. The documentary is called Eyeless in Gaza. There is a website where you can find out about Australian screenings of Eyeless in Gaza. It's eyelessingazamovie.com. Our special guest, we're talking with Robert Madgett, the co-writer and producer of Eyeless in Gaza. He's in the back of a New York taxi cab. Uh, Robert, when we talk about the issues of propaganda and truth and the idea of a distorted lens that things are reported through, uh, there is an importance to maintain clarity surrounding the nation of Israel. Expand a little more for us on just how important it is to make sure that truth is being told about the nation of Israel? Well, uh, this is getting into a broader area, but uh, the the Obama government had uh, blamed Israel for the lack of a peace process. And this, this, is, this is something that has hampered Israel. The, the, the feeling that, that it is the Israeli government that is responsible for there uh, not being a peace process. The fact is that there, that the Palestinians uh, have a definition of refugees and the right of return. The right of returning meaning that any Palestinian who lived in an area which is now Israel has a right to return to Israel. Now, uh, the, the United Nations organization that's responsible for this numbers 5 million Refugees. I mean, the, uh, the, the absurd situation is that you could be a Westpac banker and never been to Palestine, never been to that part of the world, but your great-grandfather was there and you called yourself a refugee. You were born in Australia. Your parents were born in Australia. You can call yourself a refugee. So, uh, and, and this is something that, they, that the Palestinians will cling to. And if, if Israel were to agree to five million people returning to Israel, Israel would no longer exist. So the, at the heart of the whole conflict is this concept of the Palestinians' right of return to what is now Israel, uh, uh, because that return would simply destroy Israel. And no, uh, no leader of the Palestinians would ever agree to give up on this right. So, so that's something that no one ever talks about. Uh, it, it's always about about what uh, what Israel has done, and no one talks about the fact that the Palestinians are intransigent. They will never agree to a peace agreement. And oftentimes, as you're indicating, it is reported that it's Israel that's the blocker to peace, uh, whereas you're indicating that it is the Palestinians who can never be uh, open to peace so long as they hold to the ideological foundations that they hold. They teach their children in primary school that Jews are evil and Jews should be killed. It says that in the Koran, they should martyr themselves uh, uh, by killing Jews. This is, this is taught even at the United Nations schools. Uh, and it's never translated into, into English for us to really, uh, well, it is translated, but no one reads the fact that these school books are, are atrocious. They're racist and anti-Semitic. 
uh, and the kids have the idea of never giving up on this right to return. So we have a propaganda war that goes on with the conflict. Uh, public opinion yeah. swayed towards the Palestinians. Uh, this yeah. distorted lens that you talk about in your documentary. Let's talk for a yeah. moment about solutions. How do you address uh, such a weight that falls against the Israelis? I imagine there needs to be an education process, and I suppose that needs to extend to the media. Well, what you're doing is, is part of the process. The, the, uh, the thing is we've got to straighten people out for them to really understand the basic of the, uh, uh, of the conflict. If, if they were sincere about peace, they'd have to start teaching in primary school to live in coexistence with other people, uh, to, to not uh, vilify uh, the, the Israelis, to see that their best opportunities lie in a collaboration, in, in an economic union with Israel. That's the only way that they'll get their country out of the situation that they're in. And, uh, and, and that, it's possible that, that the new administration in America will be more sympathetic to, uh, to this issue. I, I believe that that is on the road to happening. And, of course, there is such a tragic history of the Jewish people that goes back thousands of years, but... Most of us reflect on the short term, but going back to World War Two, going back to the Holocaust, uh, the specific needs of the Jewish people, of the Israeli nation, uh, to safeguard some of those things and uh, to try to prevent a rising anti-Semitism around the world, uh, there needs to be yeah. a support for the Jewish people, a support uh, for those things that will ensure that those tragedies and those atrocities never happen again. Exactly, and, and Israel is a bastion of that. Uh, if, if there were to be anti-Semitism in France or in uh, other European countries or in America even, uh, there, there's always Israel that, that, can, uh, that, that can act as a backbone, something that didn't exist uh, when Hitler was in power. And Robert... Eyeless in Gaza, the documentary. When people roll up at the cinema to see this documentary, uh, what are they going to see? Are they going to see footage from the Gaza war? Are they going to see interviews with not only Jewish people but Palestinians? How have you presented the documentary? It's, it's all of the above. We have interviews with leading Hamas people. That's the uh, government of, of Gaza. Uh, leading members uh, of them, clerics, uh, Muslim clerics. Uh, there's, uh, there's the war. The, we, we see tragedy. We see uh, destruction. We, we see the missiles. Uh, the uh, Palestinians shot uh, 4,000 missiles aiming at population centers, not at military targets, but at, uh, at the major cities, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Beersheba, and, and others. They have missiles that can reach any part of Israel. Unfortunately, Israel had a counter weapon that could shoot down these missiles. But, but uh, the, the, they were participating in war crimes. All of this is reported, and, and the, uh, the care with which Israel took to avoid uh, civilian uh, casualties is shown. That 
the Palestinians have been building tunnels to kidnap Israelis. Um, and the, so, so the concrete that was sent from uh, through Israel to to their territory, instead of being used for schools and hospitals and public facilities, have been used to build extensive network of tunnels um, to attack Israeli civilians. So we show all of this. Well, it promises to be a real eye-opener when we talk about the challenges of a propaganda war being fought wherever there is conflict, and in this case, specifically between Israel and the Palestinians. And as you've effectively pointed out, uh, Robert Majid, it's not just Israel and the Palestinians, but also the organization renowned to be a terrorist organization, Hamas, and the way that the conflict is being reported. I'll point our listeners to the website eyelessingazamovie.com. There's also a Facebook page that has the most recent updates, and that's where you can find out about the screenings of Eyeless in Gaza here in Australia, and there are some uh, movie screenings planned for Melbourne and in Sydney. Uh, Robert, thank you for taking some time to talk to us about your documentary. Robert Majid, thanks for being with us on 2020. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.